I'm setting off for a drive and uh, to fill in the time I thought why not have a little bit of fun with physics that's what boring people say <laughs> in cardigans <laughs> yeah they want to talk about physics and they want to be boring so what they do they put the brown cardigan on with the patches and they say this is kids <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun <laughs> and it never is <laughs> neither will this be sit down just take your punishment no. <laughs> look i'm only talking to myself uh, but i've got a bit of a drive so um i've been listening to a podcast no i haven't an audio book on physics i'm trying to work out what the hell it's all about chai latte Alright. Oh, speaking of hippies, um, there's a couple of books I've never read. Now, I'm listening to an audiobook on uh, all sorts of physics, but the chapter I've been listening to is on uh, quantum physics. And, um, and I loved how this guy put it. He said, um, there is a thing called quantum physics, believe it or not. He said, there is also a thing called philosophy, you know, and so on and so forth. And he said, there's a couple of books on the market. Now, I can't remember what he said. I, I've heard of them before. You know, Ta Tao, and it, they were two, you know, something like, um, something to do with dancing. You know, something like quantum physics and Zen dancing. I can't remember what those books are called, but they're very famous, you know. The art of, you know, bloody... Um, quantum bloody physics and um, Zen Tao up in the mountains, you know, with Einstein type thing. Um, two famous books, I can't remember what they are. And he said um, it was a real fad for a while because when people started to realise that physics uh, at, at, at a, very, a very tiny level, you know, at a nano level, acted weirdly. They tied that in to ancient philosophies and all that sort of thing. And um, and they said, ah, oh, finally, you know, it all comes together because this matches with the whole Buddhist, you know, thing, Hindus, bloody, you know, Bhagavad Gita, bloody, you know, all that stuff, you know, the Vedas, all that. You know, and he said, uh, very interesting books, he said, these two books, um, where uh, they found, they were able to um, find the, um, uh, this synthesized everything, Eastern and Western, you know, philosophy and physics and everything, brought it all together in these two wonderful books. And he said, they were great books. The only problem was, it was all a load of crap. <laughs> No, he said, you know, because they said there's some, uh, the books were about, you know, the, the idea of the books were um, that um, the mind, um, you know, the quantum physics um, proved uh, that, um, that certain, the, the existence is linked to our thought processes, you know, your mind and what you think is linked to physics. 
uh, quantum physics, you know, the way the world works. You know? Now, what was the example of that? Um, it was, um, let me see. Ah, it was, um, it was all to do with Schrodinger's cat and all that sort of stuff. Um, and how um, you can get a thing called a particle, by which we might mean an electron or a photon. You know, electron's a tiny little particle. Little bit of wave too, but yeah. and a photon of light, you know, like a little bullet of light, you know, like the sun, you know, the sun fires a bullet through space, you know, one little bullet, and that's like a little light particle that comes all the way through space and into the Earth's atmosphere. And if it lands all the way down here and into my eye, I think it's gone through space there too. I don't, I think it's been, I think it's gone right through space because even as it travels through the atmosphere. It actually missed everything. Otherwise, how did it get to my eye? Yeah. So it was travelling in space through our atmosphere too, because most of our atmosphere is space. Damn it! Most of me is space. You know, because if you go inside um, 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 an atom, most of that space. Anyway, uh, maybe that photon of light banged into an atom on the way and then that atom um, emitted another piece of light and that piece of light hit my eye but by and large I think most of the light that comes from um, uh, that comes from the Sun in order to get to my eye you know the, the retina at the back of my eye in order to get to that uh, I'm pretty sure it has to actually by and large Except for a few exceptions, you know, some photons might actually just bounce out. You know, it might be a little bit of a billiard ball thing where a photon of light hits an atom, and then, and then that atom gets excited and emits a photon of light. Or I don't know, I'm not even sure that. Yeah, yeah, it could. Um, or it might even emit a lower level of light. You know, that I can't even see because it's got a shorter wavelength. You know, but the point is, um, by and large, all the light. I'm like, there it is, right there. I'm looking at the sun. Keep your eyes on the road. Um, uh, you know, there's rays of sun right there, bang, going in my eyes. I should have my sunglasses on. I'm pretty sure that all, you know, about 4,354,000 photons, little bullets of light, actually just hit the back of my eyeball. You know, went through there and hit the back of my retina. My retina, you know, my retina. And, uh, and, um, and 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 got stopped dead, you know, because they would have hit little, what is it, photo bloody sensitive thingies at the back of my retina, and um, and you know, and turned into electrical impulses, you know, um, and I went down my optic nerve and went into my brain and said, "There's the sun." And then, and then another part of my brain said, hey, to that part of the brain, because we've got different portions. Hey, keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going on in my head. You know, there's, um, there's a war going on in there. Um, and it's all about that. Anyway, so, stream of consciousness, this obviously, you know, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But, um, the particles of light, you see. So, um, uh, now, these all these um, Zen Buddhists, you know, who learned about quantum physics, you know, and they said, ah, this brings it all together, you know, because, you know, Schrodinger's cat, 
which was alive and dead at the same time. Don't worry about that. You know, it wasn't really. Um, Schrodinger was actually fighting against himself with that example, but that's a whole other story. Um, anyway, um, what happens there is you can get a particle. It took a long time to get to that, didn't it? Like an electron or a photon. See, I can bring it back. And um, let's, let's just take an electron. Um, I'm pretty sure that can be split. I don't think I can do it. Um, but particles, yeah, I don't know, photons, protons, neutrons, electrons. Protons are a lot bigger than electrons. So are neutrons. Protons aren't exactly the same weight as neutrons. That's all the story. But anyway, one way or another, these particles, um, they're not the smallest thing. They've got things inside them. And they can be split. Now, don't ask me about the physics of that, but it can be done. Um, and um, you, can, you can split a particle into two particles. And you can give them names, like Mary and James. Uh, so you've got these two particles, Mary and James. I'm making that up. <laughs> They're actually called up and down or something, or you know, plus or minus or something. The names don't matter because whatever names you give them, those names don't really relate to their nature. You know, their spin. Example, um, but they've got they've got um, properties because everything in the world's got properties. I've got properties. I've got a wavelength, but I'm a particle. Uh, but the reason I don't act much like a wave, <laughs> don't worry about this bit, is because I've got an extremely long wavelength. <laughs> you call me fat. <laughs> um, okay, but I have. I've got a massively big wavelength. Huge. I reckon my wavelength might be bigger than the. It might be. My wavelength would have to be huge. I wonder if my wavelength is um, longer than the distance between here and Jupiter. <sighs> anyway, um, I, I suspect it is. You know, that's why I don't suddenly uh, disappear from here and end up where I'm going that's what a wave might do, because you know, there's a bit of uncertainty about um, waves. Leave that one alone, Charlie. Mm. A quick trip. You know, if I was quantum in nature, on a macro scale though, this would be a quick trip. I'm using a bit of petrol here. I'd save a lot of money, because I could be sitting here, I'm going to Dandy, you know, and I could be sitting here and I go, Look, the chances of me actually sitting here on Balti Bridge, almost alone because it's locked down, it's, you know, I should be turning the camera around, the chances of me being here aren't exactly one. You know, I feel like I'm... And the only reason it feels like the chances that I'm sitting here right now is one... Well, that's only one chance, isn't it? The chance that I'm sitting here is, only, is you know, 100% is because I've got a very long wavelength. But, it, it, you know, there is a slight chance that I could just disappear from this car right now and pop up 
where I'm going. You know, pop up on the couch next to my Uncle George, ready for the footy. There is a chance, but it kind of really doesn't happen very often. You know, things the size of me just disappearing from here and ending up over there um, for a couple of reasons. One is um, for reasons of safety. Because if I suddenly disappeared from this car, this car would careen out of control and career as well, because it's a word. And um, are you feeling it? I just went past a sign. Uh, it's a Premiership Cup, and they've got the Melbourne um, uh, streamers on the left of the cup. It's a big sign, you know, to advertise the grand final. The grand final's on today, and they've got the Bulldogs, the Footscray um, flags, like the streamers on the other side, that's back there. Um, but to see the grand final and I'm going for Melbourne they haven't had a premiership since I was one and since the Beatles were here you didn't see that it's an old shirt right now so a particle I'm a particle but I'm a big particle like a big fat one um, but little particles, little particles, it's unlikely that I'm going to disappear out of this car and, my, and, and that this car is going to just career, <laughs> careen off the side of this ridge that I'm on. I'm going past South Wolf here and in a burning uh, ball of flame, go right over the edge there and um, land on, land on um, someone who is double vaccinated. <laughs> that would be ironic. Anyway, um, so there's not much chance of that because I'm too big. Um, but when you go down to a very small particle, like an electron or photon, um, or some other particles, there's a lot of particles. I don't even know what all their names are. One of them's called Strange. It really is. That's strange. So, grab a particle, split it in half. Now, each of those two halves, you know, might be called Mary and James, I think I called them. Right, now, but one of those particles, if, uh, but here's the thing, those two particles are transgender. And I don't, you know, I'm not being overly facetious here, it's true. That's how weird things get in quantum physics. Are you saying transgender is weird? It's a physics podcast, and um, the idea is to get my point across, even if it hurts. It doesn't matter, I'm transgender, don't worry about it, so I'm sensitive. I got the biggie biggie, so I'm having a lot of drinks. I've got to truck up my ass as well. Alright, so Mary and James. Now, the funny thing about these two subparticles, the funny and it is funny. The funny thing about these two subparticles is um, that one of them might be Mary, the one on the left. Sometimes that one's Mary and sometimes it's James. But the other one is always whatever that one ain't. 
let's say that one's Mary. Well, that one's James. There you go. They can't be Mary, you know, you can't have two Marys. Can't have it. But the funny thing is, that one can flip to James. Transgender. But the funny thing is, <laughs> if that one flips to James, that one flips to Mary. Instantaneously it would appear. So they're linked. You know, the two half particles, even though they've been, you know, the original particle has been split into two half particles, um, are they, is it, they, um, they're like twins, forever joined and yet forever separate, or forever different. Um, they've got, one's Mary and one's James, one's up and one's down, one's left and one's right, one's spinning this way and one's spinning that way. They've got different properties, very similar, you know, but different, opposite. They're opposites. Now here's the problem with this. Mary is Mary, maybe, but it could, that could be James as well. Because that's what quantum physics is like, you know, you look at her, hey Mary, how you going? And you might take her out, you know, and bring her back to your apartment. <laughs> it's always an apartment, isn't it? I've got a house. All right, but you bring her back to your apartment, hey, put a little bit of music on, blah, 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 blah. Everything's going work, right, and all that sort of stuff. And suddenly you find yourself singing Lola because she's just flipped to James. Fuck. You know what I mean? That's all right, because I'm, um, you know, like in such a situation, you've got to go with the flow. Otherwise, you're not a good person. I just went through the tunnel progressively because if you take Mary home and, um, and the lights are low, you know, and you're singing met in the club down in Done, I think it was 1989. 
um, which was, um, nobody told me, I was in the, you know, I was finishing off my physics course at, at that time, and I never really understood physics back then. I'm just learning it now, you know, I just learned to answer the questions back then. But, you know, if you ever get a degree in everything, after you finish the degree, then figure out what the hell it was all about, because that's the way it's done, you know. You really do, you, the only time you really learn is when you self-learn. And I'm, in, I'm busy doing that right now. Anyway, here's the problem. Einstein had a problem with this too. A big problem. Um, this has been done. What they did, they split a particle like Mary and James, you know, or up and down, call them whatever you want. And they split them into two, and they both had opposite spins, as they should. But um, when this one suddenly flipped into the opposite, like it was, it was spinning left, spinning left, spinning left, spinning right, straight away. This one was spinning right, spinning right, spinning right, spinning left. Now they both did that at the same time, but they were separated by such a distance um, that, let me think, um, I think light can travel 10 feet, I think, 10 feet, I'll use the old Imperial, in a billionth of a second. Now, even if I get that wrong, it doesn't matter for the purpose of what I'm about to say. 10 feet, right, or maybe five feet, you know what I mean? But anyway, what, what they did in 1989 is they got the, you know, we're talking two subparticles here, you know, with opposite spins. Now what they did, they split two particles, um, you know, Mary and James, and they split them, you know, they, they separated those two particles a distance of 20 feet, maybe 15 feet, maybe 11 feet. But the point is, um, um, there was no way, uh, uh, and then tested separately when this one, uh, you know, maybe the details of what I'm telling you here are a little bit wrong, but the point is right. Um, what they did, they said, let's check when this one switches spin, you know. When this one turns from Mary to James, when this one turns from left to right, let's check when that happens. And they checked that and um, and timed it, you know what I mean? You can do that with experiment um, these days, modern technology, 1989, not too long ago. Um, and, um, and, th and then they timed when this one over here flipped as well. So this one flipped from, you know, left to right. Like, let's say it's spinning, it's not quite spinning, you know. Um, but it's got a property, you know, just like um, a proton has the, a property of being positively charged. An electron has a property of being negatively charged. Who gave them those properties? God, if you like, who cares? The point is they've got them, all right? I'm here in this car. Who put me here? God. Or maybe you didn't. Who cares? I'm here, you know? But the point is, this thing over here had a property of a left spin. You know, a left spin had a property of being merry and uh, was left spinning away quite happily. And there's a guy over there. You know, it was in a Japanese. I think it's Hitachi. You know, the Japanese lab. And um, and he said, "All right, let's watch this." And I'll, I'll put the timer on it. And then he put the timer on this one, flipped to a right spin. And at the same time, over there, 20 feet away, another Japanese guy. <laughs> Japanese are really smart. Um, he was he was waiting for the other one to go the opposite spin, you know. So this one said at 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 at, at, at twelve o'clock, 
this one um, flipped to left spin and this one and the other guy said and then they came together these two Japanese guys all right when did yours flip 1001 exactly you know? and, and when did yours flip and he said 1001 exactly too you know and I went so somehow that one decided to go you know, flip from Mary to James and that one did that at the same time how did that one know that one flipped how did they know that you know like when that one flipped the distance between them there wasn't enough time even at the speed of light for this one to let the other one know it was about to flip so Mary over here switched to James and James picked up the message over here that he it's time to turn into Mary faster sooner quicker than even some sort of message to be passed from this one to that one at the speed of light so something is traveling faster than the speed of light something you know sometimes i think nothing can travel faster than the speed of light sometimes einstein that's what einstein said yeah and yet something has here hasn't phases can travel faster than the speed of light but that's all in the story a shadow can travel faster than the speed of light but yeah it's at, at sunset you know when suddenly the sun peaks um behind the cloud this sometimes peaks behind a mountain so yeah some, some the sun drop the last photo the last bit of sun drops um, behind the mountain and the shadow is way over at Mount Daedong and suddenly it's in Fiji <laughs> yes yeah, so, uh, it's in Melbourne and suddenly like just a nanosecond later because of just, just the sun just went down at the right time the shadow you know there, it was daylight at the top of Mount Daninong and a second later, just a, a tenth of a second later, um, the shadow moved from uh, what Mount Bloody Daninong, all right, across to Geelong, just like that. No, the other way. communicated at a speed apparently that's faster than the speed of light and that's weird and um and um i don't know what einstein made of that he did make something of it but i haven't um kind of gathered what that was yet he was basically still pretty jewish i think i can't speak for einstein because he's smarter than me um, but i think um he sort of said ah oh, that's just god <laughs> Yeah, and it's just property somehow. 
actually I think he was quite perturbed about it but the funny thing is if you put those two half particles in um, you know if you put them each in a box those two particles half particles half particles you put those two half particles in in two different boxes you know um, now you can't see them you know but each of them each of them might be Mary or James. There's a, an uncertainty as to which is which. And doesn't that happen in real life a lot these days? But anyway, it's true, you know. Um, all right, so you've got an electron and you split it into two particles and, and you put one of those half particles, two subparticles, and you put one of those subparticles in one box and you put one of the, the other subparticle in another box and, um, and then you shut the box. You shut that box and you shut that box. And you sort of say to yourself, I wonder which one's got Mary in it. You know, because I'm looking for a date. And if I open the wrong box, I might get a nasty surprise. That was homophobic or something, maybe transphobic. But the point is, I'm only talking physics here. I'm not trying to be nice. I will do a progressive activist um, episode later in which I'll be very nice, but not yet, because all I care about is getting the physics across to myself, because I'm just talking to myself. So what's, what you got here, as far as I understand, as far as I've heard, is that, um, I've never seen it, because some of these half particles, you know, they're so small, <laughs> they're smaller than a photon, and so, I will never be able to see them, because you can't see anything that's got a smaller, wave, a smaller wavelength than a photon of light because it can't touch the back of my retina. It can't activate my bloody photo-sensitive um, little rods and cones at the back of my bloody eye. So I can't see them. I have to get machines, machines to see them. All right, but even, I can't even get machines to see these two half particles. Um, I, I kind of have to trust that they're in there. There's ways of knowing that because you can put them in there. Modern science, 1989, not so long ago. So, what you do is, um, you're staring at these two boxes and you say, which one's got Mary in it, which one's got James in it? Because um, I want to open the right box. Because I've got a very important date back at my apartment. And, um, and you can say that there's a 50% chance that Mary is in that box and a 50% chance that James is in that box. Which means, of course, the other way around, you know? But at any point in time, you don't know. You know, there's only a 50% chance that box is going, look, are you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> and um, this is interesting. This is kind of that uncertainty, uncertainty sort of stuff, you know, around, um, around quantum physics. There's a, you know what? There's um, only a probability. You know, you have to talk in probabilities here. You can't say James is in that box, Mary's in what box, or whatever. It's not even worth betting on it because they can change, you see. So what you say, whilst that box is closed, the best you're ever going to do is, um, and while the other box is closed too, um, the best you can ever do is say there's a probability that that thing, that 
little half particle in there is, you know, has got a spin of left or a spin of up, you know, or a spin of one, whatever you want to call it, or a spin of Mary. And, um, and then, but the other, one thing you can know, if that one's got a spin of plus one, you know that that one's got a spin of minus one because they came from a particle that has been a zero electron, let's say. What happens to the charge of an electron? Forget that it's an electron. Does half the charge go to that one, half the charge go to that one? Ah. I'm not talking about electricity. All right, just take just a particle. Forget that it's an electron, a particle. I'm not even sure how electrons work. All right. Um, so, the way quantum physics works is that, you know, all the little particles inside my body, all the little bits and pieces, um, there's only a probability, you know, there's a probability that some are spinning left and some are spinning right and some are spinning up and some are spinning down. All I can talk about is, in, is probabilities. So, quantum physics, the mathematics of quantum physics that you need is a higher mathematics than the mathematics of just ordinary everyday life. In ordinary everyday life, I am doing 81 kilometers per hour. So, um, there's not much uncertainty in that. You know, if I keep at this speed, then in an hour, I'll be 81 kilometers down the road, right? There's no, there's no uncertainty about that. But in the quantum world, if I was small enough, you know, such that my wavelength, my wavelength is really big. I think it goes from here to Jupiter. Um, and such that my wavelength, um, well, you know, if I was a particle, if I were a particle and you were a, another particle, would you switch genders with me anyway? And would you have my baby? What sort of baby would that be? Well, the only baby that two half particles can have is to, I suppose, get it on, uh, being a gong, and become a, a one particle again, and, and lose all your spin. Anyway, um, there's only a probability, this is the problem with quantum mechanics. It's very real, but you don't know where stuff is, or what stuff is, until you open the boxes. Now, here's the thing. This is where all the Zen Buddhists came into the picture because um, there were some early physicists. I don't know which ones they were. I get confused by all their names. There's names like Schrodinger and Einstein and Bohr. <laughs> you had a good name for a physicist. Bohr. <laughs> I think it was B-O-H-R. It may well have been B-O-R-E. Um, and uh, you know, in the um, translation from the German, and all that started jumping over all of this because when they heard that um, um, that this subparticle over here in this box might be James and might be Mary but only becomes one or the other if you open the box and look at it they the Buddhists said the mind is making that thing James like, that thing only becomes James for certain once the human brain 
observes it. Before the human brain observes it, it could be Mary. And um, the Zen Buddhists got all excited and said, physics, Western physics, has finally uh, unified itself, because that's what we're looking for, unification of all the sciences. Um, a unified theory of physics and Zen um, unified itself with what we've been saying all along since the Vedas. Since the Aryan race came through the bloody um, pass. <laughs> What's that pass? No, no, you know, the pass that comes from the um, steppes of Asia down into India. What is that pass called? I know it very well. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, saying, I'm thinking Kathmandu, but it's not that. All right. Um, and now, since then, we've been saying this stuff that the human mind can bring on a thunderstorm. A lot of people say that these days too. And then, all wrong. You know, but that's all right. Um, because this isn't conjecture anymore. This quantum physics stuff. It's um, it's been it's been tested. I'm not going to get to all of that. And um, so it's not actually conjecture anymore. Um, some of this stuff is just physically accurate, you know what I mean? Um, because we've seen it, not with our eyes, but with our instruments, but doesn't matter. It's a whole other episode I'll never do. And um, anyway, but the, the Zen Buddhists and all that sort of stuff, the Tao up in the mountains in China and all that sort of stuff, is that where they come, the Tao? I always think the Tao's come from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> See, now you're being racist. Almost at my destination. Unluckily for me, I didn't disappear back there on Multi Bridge and reappear here in Dandy Nong instantaneously, save some petrol and lose a car over the bridge on top of that guy that didn't get vaccinated. Get vaccinated, alright? Or a burning car might land on you. It's possible. That's all you need if you're a conspiracy theorist. It's possible, you know, and therefore it's true. Bad as a bicycle, that's what they are. Okay. Um, and the Zen Buddhists got all excited and said, the human mind, something here becomes real only if the human mind um, sees it. You know how a human mind sees something? Photon. Retina, rods, cones, optic nerve, brain. Watch the road! Cheltenham Road. I gotta finish now. Now, it sounded really logical, and a couple of people wrote some really good books on it, apparently. I forget what the books are called. You know, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, um, as applies to quantum physics, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, the dancing woo loo. Woohoo Masters. That's what it was called. Finally came to me. Um, George, who I'm coming to visit now, he says, take your mind off what you were thinking about. See, that's what I've done. I've done this whole episode and I didn't remember what that was called, that book then. And, um, and, um, and George, who I'm visiting here to watch the grand final with, um, he always says, um, if you're trying to remember something, take your mind off it and talk about something else and it'll come to you because you've instructed your subconscious to just plug away in the background and think about that thing and but make sure you take your mind off it he says 
take your mind off it and it'll come. If you keep trying to think of it, if you keep looking at it, it's like a leprechaun. If you look at it, you're not going to be able to grab it. Look away. Look away. Look away. Look away. Dixie Lane. Physical existence depends on the human mind thinking about it. A little bit like the secret, if you know about that, you know. And um, these books sold fabulously well, mainly because the people who read those books didn't understand quantum physics. And therefore, they sold well. They also didn't understand Buddhism. And therefore, the books sold doubly well, because they sold in India as well. And um, the only problem with those books in trying to, in, in claiming the quantum mechanics and um, woohooness, you know, Zen Buddhism and all that sort of stuff, were unified. You know, because the mind and reality were connected in some way. The only problem with those two books I've arrived at the factory was that they were bollocks. That's <laughs> been proven since. Just total bollocks. Just, have you, have you got a copy of those books? In the bin. <laughs> no, no. Apparently they're actually really interesting reading because, you know, read them anyway. They're full of shit, but read them, you know. And I've arrived at my destination, but that was my introduction to quantum physics. Clear as mud. Could you do that back in the old days? I just went from Essendon to um, Dandenong on one cup of hippie tea. Bye-bye.